0: You blow their brains all over your nice Cyber League suit. This I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor?
1: Hell no!
2: German, Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it.
1: Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity? war? Leave the gun.
2: Take
3: the cannoli. Uh,
2: Yankees win! Pull over! again but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead, of that,
3: This is Live at Five, Live oh, yeah. at Five, Live Ooh, at Five. Yeah. Yeah. Bow, bow. Mm. Ten minutes after, uh, five o'clock here on AM 1240's uh, Live at Five show. It's uh, getting warm outside, but you already know that. Uh, so I'm not going to give you a half-assed weather report. You know what it's all about. It's a Monday, and um, summer is here, essentially. And Oh, by the way, and happy Juneteenth. I, it's, it's no wonder I'm driving around today, n- noticing there was very little traffic. And it's, oh my goodness gracious, school's out, the feds—they're—they're they're all off today. And uh, boy, look, look everyone's had a, th- a three-day weekend. I know, I know, not sensitive, but it just—I—I I forgot we added. I mean, what was it like an act of Congress to to uh, add another federal holiday? Remember back in the day when they consolidated? What did they do? They took uh, Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday, and they made it into President's Day. And they took one of those, and they made it. They pushed it a month before for Martin Luther King Day. I always thought they had to be a certain number of federal holidays. Did we steal one from some other, some, somewhere else, or did we just add to it? <coughs> As if you know, late June isn't isn't enough vacation time for most people. Oh, not to mention school districts. But nonetheless, okay, here we are. Here we are. <clears throat> Uh, I will be getting a phone call any minute now from Jerry Manor from uh, CECOM Federal Credit Union. And the reason being, and we're doing it on Monday, which is unorthodox, is that uh, Jerry uh, didn't call in last Wednesday for whichever reason, no big deal. And I, I scheduled a couple people f- uh, since then. I don't know who was here Thursday, but Friday we had a great, riveting conversation, of course, with uh, Mr. Robert Lamero, a businessman. He owns uh, NNY Homes, owns uh, Value Homes. And uh, at least six other companies. And uh, his uh, trials and tribulations with, uh, well, with a lot of things with respects to uh, codes and enforcement and uh, whether or not he was doing things properly. And then one entity, one government entity is fighting over with, with each other. And uh, uh, our local assembly office said, just lawyer up and figure it out for yourself. Said, well, that wasn't the answer he was looking for. That's why Mr. Lamro came on this show. And, uh, and thanks, of course, to News Junkie for providing that, uh, that link to Friday's show. Hopefully we learned something. And in addition to that, um, turning into like a little John Stossel here, we got, we got something brewing out in Sackett's Harbor. I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, I talked to the mayor of Sackett's Harbor today, uh, Alex Morger is his name, and uh, he's got a lot to say out there. But uh, that's another show. We'll get that next week. But I'll tell you in a little bit, we might have Jerry on the line right now. And I believe we do. It is Mr. Jerry Manner. How are you, sir?
0: Oh Glenn, I'm doing fine. And you?
3: Good. Uh, very good. It's warm outside. I got the AC on, and uh, and and first of all, Jerry, I just want to thank you for calling in today. I know it's it's it is a bank holiday today.
0: Yes, yes, we were closed today for Juneteenth, uh, Independence, or I should say, uh, um, the day to commemorate freeing the slaves. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was the day off. It's a federal and state holiday, so we had the day off but I'm happy to call and I'm sitting on my back porch right now. The sun is out, nice little breeze, just a just a beautiful Monday evening.
3: Well I tell you, you know this as good as anyone. Uh the the summers that we have up here, you know, some people say it's two two weeks of bad ice skating. <laughs> uh particularly that's a good joke for you by the way, Jerry, because 'cause you're such a, a hockey aficionado. Uh but an old yeah, joke I've heard, you've I've heard that heard there's
0: winter you know, there's uh, mud season, there's construction, and then
3: there's winter again. Right, exactly. Yeah, right around Labor Day. Uh, but you know, just like Dick Vitale said years ago when he hung out with uh, uh, Jim Beheim in Central New York, he says there's no better place for summer than Central New York. And I think we can attest to that, you know, being up here a little bit north of that. It's never too hot, and it's never too cool. It's got that cool breeze like that you're getting off the river there. It's just a beautiful place to be this time of year.
0: Oh, it sure is. It sure is. But you know what? Even though uh, we live in a beautiful place, people like to travel, don't they? Yes, they do. And of course, when people travel, they take their credit cards. Mm-hmm. Their credit cards, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So I thought today maybe we would talk a little bit about uh, some of those credit card mistakes that people can make when they're using their card for vacation, or actually for whatever they use it
3: for. Sure. You the mean number one mistake
0: yep. people people make when uh, always carrying a balance
3: so in other words you sh- no matter you have in other words once you use it this is like dave mans once you use your credit card pay it off as soon as possible
0: well pay it off before the bill comes due because the way a credit card works is you go out and use it for something right and then you know a certain period of time later 10 12 20 days whatever wherever you are in the billing cycle You'll get a statement either by mail or by, or however you want to set it up. Right. And it will give you the amount that you owe. Sure. A due date. Mm-hmm. And also a minimum payment. Now, of course, people, well, you know, I can, I'm a little short this month. I'm only going to pay the minimum
2: payment. Right. What
0: happens then is what's left over gets rolled over into the next billing cycle and they add interest, and with credit cards,
3: interest rate is high, yeah. averaging about 18.5%. At le- yeah, 22% I've seen on that. Yeah, I saw in higher numbers than that. So in other words, if you, if, so, if you buy something for $50, it would behoove you to pay $75 on the next cycle?
0: It would behoove you to pay it off in full.
3: In full, gotcha. Okay.
0: Off, so that you don't roll a balance. Now, a large majority of people, 65 percent, according to one survey, still believe that carrying a balance will improve the credit score. That's not true. Mm -hmm. As long as you pay as agreed. And with a credit card, pay as agreed means you can pay anywhere from the minimum payment all the way to the entire balance by the due date. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you do, as long as you're in compliance, you will get credit on your credit report and help with building your credit. No, the other thing that happens if you carry a balance, your credit utilization grows, and that can hurt your credit report Mm -hmm. because you really shouldn't go above 30% of uh, your credit line at any time. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to start losing points from your credit score. Mm. So, again, you want to pay it in full. Now, obviously, some people haven't done that, and they have credit card balances. What do they do then? Well, what you should do is, is work your best to try to pay it off. Say if you've got a couple of credit cards with balances, you can do it either of two ways, Glenn. You can either, what we call, do the snowball method, and that's to take the uh, credit card with the lowest balance, pay as much as you can on that while at least making minimums on your other cards, mm-hmm. and what happens then, you pay it off quickly, and it gives you kind of an emotional boost. The other way mm-hmm. is to take the highest interest rate. That actually makes more sense financially. Mm-hmm. Pay as much as you can with that while making minimums on the other card pay it off as fast as you can. And once you do that, then you can use your credit card as much as you want, as long as you follow my number one rule for credit cards. Are you ready for this, Glenn? Sure. Here you go. Only use a credit card for something in your budget, Hmm. because then you'll always have enough money to pay it off in full.
3: Right. Now,
0: Here's another... Here's another mistake people make with credit cards. Missing even one payment. Mm-hmm. If you miss a payment, that's going to hurt your credit report. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, if you have a high credit score, even missing one payment can drop you over 100 points. Wow. So again, you always want to make your payments on time.
3: Jeez. That sucks. 100 points. In other words, you can have like a 650 credit score, miss one payment, and get slipped down to like 550?
0: Well, you could, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you want to make sure you're paying the bills on time. doesn't always work that way. There are other factors that are included, but... Yeah, I hope so. ...you're really high. Yeah. Say if you're in the 800s and you miss a payment, right. that's really going to hurt you. You know, hmm. if you're 6, 690 or 670, not as much. You might. I don't know. It depends on uh, your other factors, but
3: mm-hmm. you're not going
0: to lose as much. Right. The key is you're going to lose points if you miss a payment. Now, what do I mean by missing a payment? If it's at least 30 days late, mm-hmm. that's missing a payment for credit scoring purposes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get your payment caught up before that 30 days, mm-hmm. you're not going to get reported to the credit bureau. Good. However, what you are going to do is have to pay a late fee.
3: Mm-hmm. paying mm-hmm.
0: late fees like throwing money out the window.
3: It really is. So, so yep. should we go back to the days? Well, first of all, people, I mean, ideally, everything you're saying, Jerry, makes a lot of sense because Jerry Manor knows his business. He knows how to keep a budget. He knows everything there is to know. But unfortunately, and you know this, Jerry, there's a lot of people living on credit cards that can't apply this other than that minimum payment. And, and there's a lot of reasons to that. Either they're living above, above their means, uh, they're not balanced. They're right. not, you know, so what is the number one reason why people get into credit card issues? Well, the
0: number there, there isn't any number one reason. Normally, you know, it could be a job loss. Mm-hmm. Or the number one reason that people have credit, or I should say problems with their credit report, is medical debt.
3: Interesting. Yeah, sure. And
0: medical debt can be terrible because you know as well as I do, Glenn, if something bad happens, you end up in a hospital, mm-hmm. even for like a weekend, sure. you can run up a $100,000. Yeah. and If you don't have good insurance, mm-hmm. you know, what happens then is, you know, if you get a bill in the mail for $50,000 and you can't pay it, Human nature is to ignore it. Right. And then, of course, uh, because uh, medical debt gets quickly reported to, you know, collection agencies, sure. then all of a sudden, you know, you're in trouble. However, they're changing the scoring model for uh, credit reports, mm-hmm. and it's going to, a uh, medical debt is going to become less important. Oh, I hope so. It is already. And that's a, that's a big deal.
3: That, that is a big deal. Something very troubling I read not that long ago, a couple of weeks back, I shared it here. Uh, there was like 60% of people said they'd rather die than to go broke. Did you see that by any chance, Jerry?
0: Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact, I did.
3: What does that and tell you?
0: Uh, yeah, well, it tells, tells me that maybe we uh, worry about money too much sometimes.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. And, sometimes and we have the to. Thing. Yeah.
0: You know, it has to be a balance. Everything is a balancing act. You know, yes, you want to maintain your finances, and there are a lot of ways to do that, but you have to pay attention. You have to, and you mentioned it already, you have to live below your means. Mm -hmm. That is the most important thing because, you know, some people make huge money and are still in financial difficulty because they spend more than they make. Exactly. Other people don't make hardly any money. You know, a person living on, say, just Social Security, you know, I know people who make it work. Mm -hmm. It's hard. You know, you can't do everything you want to do, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but the key is to never give up. And, you know, if your budget's not working for you, there's only really two things you can do. You need to make more money. Right. And sometimes that's not possible, but mm-hmm. sometimes it is. You know, mm-hmm. you can get a better job or get a side gig or whatever. Right. The other side, of course, is to cut the other side, the expense side sure. of your budget. And if you can do that and get into whack again, then, uh, then you're going to start to dig yourself out of that hole. But it takes work. And it also, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help, you know. Talk to somebody who can you know give you some advice. There's lots of uh, we, we have uh, Green Path Financial. Mm-hmm. Every SECOM member is eligible for their counseling service free of charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you have to do is give them a call and they can help you with your budget. They can help you um, you know get out of credit card debt, they can help you check your credit report, make changes there to make it better. Right. So there's a lot of things that people can do to help, but it takes the person making that first step and asking for it.
3: Right. Which is the, which in many cases, a lot of people don't want to ask for it. Uh, and right. like you said, uh, medical expenses, loss of job. But here's a, here's one other fact. It's a it's a huge one. Cars, even a used one. Everyone insists, regardless of their of their credit score, Jerry talking to Jerry Manor here from Seaway Federal Credit Union, when, when it comes right down to it. Um, it, you know, you're eating up a better percentage of the average income in northern New York on a car payment, and in addition to that, because over 65 people, a uh, percent of people in in north country rent, and the average rent is like 950 to 1100. dollars So this yeah. these things lend themselves to the to the struggle with the, the other extension about getting from one month to the next, and that's credit card uh, uh, abuse. So all these course, things you know, put but, into yeah. But go go ahead.
0: Though the problem is. When you use a credit card to make those ends meet, it becomes an expensive fix mm-hmm. because of the interest.
3: Sure, which is why people want to die <laughs> and, and, and getting back to the And again, because I agree with what you're saying, you know, we think too much about money. But if we don't, then we're, you know, we've been seeing evictions. We see people are totally abusing the system after COVID. And these are exceptions to the rules. But there's a lot of people that are on the brink of, of, of being kicked out on the street and there's no wonder yes. we have such an angst about our finances these days, Jerry.
0: No question about it. You know, you mentioned the, the cars and the heavy car payments. But there's more to just put the cars and just the car payment. Then you've got to pay for insurance. Sure, You've got to fix them when they break down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough all the way Gas. around. Yeah. For people who don't have a decent job, mm-hmm. uh, the nice thing, and it's, you know, it's not great, but it's nicer, is there are jobs out there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, just about every business person I talk to is looking for people to work. Sure. You know, so if you're out there listening and you're thinking about you want to get your finances on track, Mm -hmm. now's a good time to do it. Start taking a look at it. Budget if you're having trouble budgeting, ask for help. Sure. Um, If you have credit problems, a lot of credit card debt, start working on it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen overnight, and that's the thing. There's no quick fix if you're in trouble financially, but. (laughs) if you work hard at it if you start you know getting a better income and cutting down on the things you don't need mm-hmm. you know one thing to do is take a look at the expense side look at your checkbook mm-hmm. is there stuff coming out of your checkbook that you don't even use them
3: Oh that's that happens a lot especially these days sure that,
0: yeah That does it does because people set up automatic payments and they stop using whatever the service was but mm-hmm. i mean how many streaming services
3: do we really need? That's a good point, point. and I I'm in the I do a lot of video work, and there's a lot of things that I've I, I've looked into it. I, there's apps that I bought like three four years ago I don't even use anymore, and they're still being I'm yeah. still being charged. So that adds up. So that you know back in the day, you know when I first moved up here, you could have a car payment of low under two hundred dollars. Now a car yeah. payment is in the area of like five to seven eight hundred dollars, then the taxes, I checked that the insurance, then the gas. On, yeah. on top of all yeah. that. So, you know, but even a used car, and a, a one that will be reliable, that's going to cost you at least fifteen dollars to $20,000. The bottom line is this this is why a lot of people are looking for equity, more money. Uh, but uh, one last question. Uh, bankruptcy, not the answer. Or Chapter 11, Chapter, uh, maybe that's a corporate uh, bankruptcy, but bankruptcy is not the answer. Right, Jerry?
0: Well, I can't say that, Glenn, because in certain cases it might be. The thing to remember about that is it stays on your credit record for ten years. Mm. You know, whereas the just like a D.W.Y. Mm. information drops off about after about six years.
3: Mm. Well, so. but but you know, is it, it is is it better to start over and, and you know kind of go to prison for ten years uh, financially?
0: Well, well, the thing is, you know, you need to talk to a lawyer about this or some legal representation because. Uh, bankruptcy is a legal process, mm-hmm. and, you know, here in St. Lawrence County, uh, legal aid over in Canton mm-hmm. will uh, give folks advice free of charge, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Jefferson County has uh, has some sort of, sort of legal aid as well when mm-hmm. people can ask, and, you know, sometimes it is, and it's not the end of the world. Um, we will lend to somebody who has suffered a bankruptcy, you know, within a couple of years or even a year.
3: Right. Well, that,
0: the, the key is, what was the reason? Gotcha. You know, if you went out and uh, bought all kinds of expensive stuff and, uh, you know, ran up your credit cards for no great reason and you had to go bankrupt for that reason, well, you might have a problem. Right, right. It was a medical debt or something like that that you had really no control over. <laughs> that's a different story. But that's the thing to remember. When you apply for a loan with CECOM, we look at you as a person, as an individual. So why are you in the situation you're in? You know, and the bottom line is, can you afford to make the payment? That's the key, because think about it this way, Glenn. Does it do anybody any good to lend the money they can not afford to pay back?
3: That's a good point. It's a very good point. Banks, obviously, are very wary about that, especially people that are just not responsible uh, with their money. And unfortunately, we see that way too often, especially at at a young age. Jerry, this is amazing. We do it each and and uh, Yes. You know, and, and obviously today people could not go to CECOM, although at this point they'd be closed anyway, but when people need to reach out to you and your associates, so where could people find out more about CECOM Federal Credit Union?
0: Well, the best place to go, while well, we do have a Facebook page, but the best place to go for all things CECOM is our website, which is ccom.org. CECOM.org, that's CECOM with two M's, S-E-A-C-O-M-M. Mm-hmm. And that'll give you all the information you can find out about the green path financial services i was telling you about the free financial counseling i have i've known numerous people they've been able to help and you know all things ccommer at org, or even better stop in and see our wonderful staff in mm. watertown doing a great job there Jess and yeah, just terrific so stop in and see us we're up on Route 3 right
3: across from the town center. Yeah, the big, beautiful facility there. And it's going to get even more busy now that uh, a lot of seasonal people are going towards uh, the town of Hounsfield, Sackett's, and Henderson. So you're going to be seeing a lot more customers uh, at Seacom. Jerry Manor, thank you very much, Mr. Hockey Man.
0: We'll talk to you later, my friend.
3: Thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. That's uh, Jerry Manor here on the Alive at Five show. Always a, a, just a bastion of information. Just, he, has, he just knows what to do with your money. I wish I was that responsible. Never was. Well, I mean, I wasn't totally irresponsible, but little things here and there do add up. That's for sure. So let's do a break. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are at OldForgeCamping.com. Uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you, Jerry Manor. I just thanked him on the phone. And uh, he does his uh, call once a month here on the Live at Five Show. Okay, so uh, things going on. I noticed something on a trend on News Junkie Spell with the bigfezzy.com today, and I'll, I'll share with you right now. I'm going down the middle of the page, of course. And we've gone back and forth with various issues. It started a couple of months back with the, uh, the hiring of our superintendent. Actually, you know what? It, it, it extended beyond that because, remember, it was a year ago, some controversy at the middle school with respects to a particular week in celebration of Pride Month. So we started talking about if you can go to the archives like a year ago now, we were talking about it. Hey, could you believe what they did this? You know, whatever. And then it manifested. It kept on snowballing. So now you see it more and more often. It's like anything else. And again, if you, if you told me that we would be having discussions like this prior to COVID, let's be realistic. If you told me that we were going to have these discussions, say, back in 2015, 2016, in a good uh, seven, eight years ago, right? I'd say you're crazy. But we're seeing it all the time now. And just as a, you know, I'll get into the whole, the the Los Angeles Dodgers had that event a couple of uh, days ago. Actually, it was on Friday night. And there was a lot of controversy behind this. They invited this, uh, these these guys dressed as nuns, and uh, they do all this blasphemous stuff. They get on the cross, and, you know, one's doing this, and they're, you know, gyrating, and they're just mocking the... Not just the Christian faith, but certainly the Catholic faith, because when it comes right down to it, the Catholics are the original Christians, right? We know that, and uh, they are the the most mocked. And even if people aren't going out of their way to 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 mock them, there's others who still look at it like, oh, all the gay, all all those all those priests and all that abuse, and which is awful which is a huge blemish to the Catholic Church in the last 50 years, certainly the last 30 years, when we were just, you know, finally uncovering all the abuse that was going on. But that is never to suggest that this is so widespread that it was everywhere, because it wasn't. For one, I went to Catholic school, and I knew a lot of altar boys, this, that, and the other thing, and my brothers and sisters, we never encountered that. Never. Never. And that was probably at a time where, unfortunately, it was happening in every city in America. It was just it it, it was limited, and yet today, it, I read I read things on Facebook, and whenever there's any type of like any type of chastising, like you know uh, about oh boy, you know what is this going to do? For this is like SG's response. What 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 are the what are the transvestite nuns going to do to your what what how does that change your life? You know, they always kind of spin it around. And others would say, "Well, what about all those cases of of of, of child abuse amongst the priests? What, what 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 are we supposed to say, okay, go for it? Desecrate the entire creed forever?" It's and, 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 but the good news is Friday night in Los Angeles, and I if you saw the video of it, nobody showed up. They came for the game, but they purposely waited outside The ceremonies. I forget the name of the group. But There was like two of them, and typically, when they keep on showing these guys, you know, they're looking like uh Sally Field, uh, with a white face, and you know, and the whole all of them are guys, you could tell they're fat and they have mustaches, they probably look real fugly naked, by the way. But nonetheless, and I said fugly, ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, so no one showed up to that. I mean, there was a couple of spattering of applauses here and there, it was so pathetic. So now the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, they still did what they needed to do in order to keep their ESG. We keep on hearing this acronym. There's, they got to work on that ESG number. They got to got to keep that up there. Well, what about the protest? No one showed up. Doesn't matter. More important, they didn't lose any advertisers. They didn't le- lose any support from that community. That's paramount. No one showing up. Nah, they did what they had to do. Bud Light, yeah, you lost billions. Doesn't matter. You still did what you needed to do. It's a shame. And the other thing was um, this past, just this past weekend, the U.S. Open, and it was it was weird because I was watching the U.S. Open, and it was great that, that it was out on the West Coast. Rarely do you have a major in the West Coast. It's I don't know. Usually, well, first of all, the you know you got the uh, the uh, the British Open, which you have no control over, so that's early in the morning and ends at around three o'clock in the afternoon on the final day because that's the way it is, and it's in July or whatever, <clears throat> and then. You have the Augusta in April, and that ends right around the time when 60 Minutes starts, right? So everything's timed out. But I'm watching the U.S. Open. I'm like, oh my god, this is great! Hockey's over, basketball's over, the Yankees suck, and I'm I'm just going to watch. I'm going to watch golf till 10 o'clock at night, and it's still light out. And the web's in Los Angeles. It's three hours behind us at the time of year where the day the daylight is longest. I said they should have the U.S. Open in Los Angeles every year. This is great. I mean, it's the greatest thing to watch a live, you know, outdoor thing in the sun, and you're—it's it's 10 o'clock at night. It was a great sensation. But all that said, and this was my original point, I'm watching it, and I realized, geez, there's not many people at this event. I kept on looking to make sure that it was—I wasn't on the golf channel watching, you know, like there was a rain delay, like they're digging up some old, you know, tournament that no one cared about. I'm looking in the, in the gallery, and I'm like, wow, there's no one there. I mean, the people there— But I'm like, is this the U.S. Open? And I kept having to convince myself, is this the U.S. Open? So as it turned out, yes, first of all, it was the U.S. Open, and they played it at the Los Angeles Country Club, which is more than likely probably where they shot Caddyshack, whatever. And and you could see uh, Nakatomi Plaza in the background. You could almost see Bruce Willis jumping out of the building. And I realized that this was the first major tournament since the— uh, the merger between uh, the PGA and Live Golf. And so I read today and they said, yeah, the, the numbers were down because the gallery was down because it, it, people got upset. So if it just, just to let people know that what I'm talking about is Live Golf run by the Saudis, the, you know, the, I don't know, Emirates Society, whatever you want to call it. The people that hate women for the most part. Um, they they created this this golf uh, association. I don't know about six, ten, maybe eight years ago. Uh, the shark, what's his face? Forgetting his name from Australia, nonetheless, he's been running it, and uh, a lot of guys have jumped ship because of the huge dollar amounts they're giving him, including Phil Mickelson and uh, Dustin Johnson. And they call him Johnson for many reasons, by the way. Uh, there's read between the lines there, but nonetheless, these guys jump ship, but they were allowed to come back for the majors, particularly those who have won a major before that, like Mickelson. So I thought, okay, you're going to share old you know, guys who've jumped ship. That's kind of weird. And uh, a lot of people like Tiger Woods said, no, I'm not going to do that. The PGA has been too good to me. Uh, McElroy said the same thing. No, I'm not going to. I don't care about the money as much as. And then out of the blue, like two weeks ago, there's a merger agreement between the PGA and Live Golf, and people are up in arms about it. My brother Brian, especially, is like, "Oh, can you believe they did this?" So, in my, the back of my mind, it's like, "Well, what are you going to do?" So, if you're pissed off at Bud Light, what do you do? You just go to Modelo, or you go to you know, Miller Lite, whatever. You, you have plenty of options. But if 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 two of the biggest you know golf you know associations in the in the, in the planet merge together, where else? Where are you going to go? Gonna watch girl. Even the LPG even the ladies' golf is part of PGA. You're not gonna watch that, although it's very competitive. It's good. I like to watch it. But you want to watch the best of the best. Where are you gonna go? So I thought, boy, That's not gonna have any. Uh, uh, bear, you know, that, there's gonna be no effect, uh, ill effect at all about this. And sure enough, the U.S. Open on a beautiful course in Los Angeles, California, awoke society, and the attendance was way down. A great story. Uh, what's the guy's last name? Clark, I believe his name is. His mom just passed away. Great story. And uh, McElroy came in second, always a, bride, uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. In fact, th- the McElroy score was the lowest score to a loser in a U.S. Open. And I, and I, hopefully, I just said that correctly. He did that well, yet he still lost by one stroke to this guy, Clark. Great story, but no gallery. At the end, they allowed all the fans to kind of come close to the apron of the of the 18th hole, which I thought was a joke because they were they were making a heck of a lot of noise too. I, I can hear them yelling in the background, and that was a distraction. But I guess I guess PGA is just like, hey, you know what? Whatever the fans want to do, because we want to keep them happy. My point is this: there is hope. There really is. No one in Los Angeles. This, both cases happen in Los Angeles. Both. No one shows up for the LA Dodgers game with the or the. Uh, uh, transvestite nuns were hanging out, mocking Jesus. And then the same weekend, the, the galleries at the U.S. Open after the merger between Live Golf is, is is extraordinarily low. There is hope, folks. There really is. go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air.
2: Hello, Glenn. A complete change of topic. Yes. For a bit. Uh, of out course. Out on Route Three, just west of uh, yeah, outer oh. Arsenal Street. Mm-hmm. Two two big uh, proposed projects. You know that solar panel. Uh, company that wants to uh, have that huge exp- uh, manufacturing place out there uh, be- between them.
3: Uh, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Yes, of, yes. Just yes.
2: west of Bosies. And then the other big thing is uh, the media events, the uh, multimedia uh, events center. Right. That's a huge project mm-hmm. uh, that you'll be just uh, <clears throat> out there in the same area. Mm hmm. And then the other big thing is. uh, Another one? Headlines in the newspaper the other day, Watertown Times, about Elise Stefanik uh, trying to push uh, Fort Drum to be the site for the uh, possible Star Wars missile.
3: Yeah, well, that's been on the table for 20 years. That's been on the table since the early 2000s. Yeah, Yeah, finally. It's going to take them 10 years to build.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah, I agree. Maybe longer. With 60 uh, silos and the closing of Route 3A and all of that. So wh- what I was getting at is these three projects, if they ever do come to fruition, yeah. uh, are going to have a huge impact on the local economy. Sure. The money will be flowing. The population will increase. Mm-hmm. There'll be uh, all kinds of um, impacts, maybe good, bad, and indifferent. And sure. I brought it up to uh, on Jeff's show the other day, too, because uh, you know, you know, this really has the potential to... To uh, make a make a change, I, I I'm reluctant to see the defense system come to Fort Drum for only one reason, just from a selfish reason. What's that? And that's because Route 3A is, Route 3A would be cut off, closed yeah, closed, right? Of all the missile silos, yeah. so just speaking subjectively, right? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't like that, but uh, yeah, yeah, c- that's uh, yeah. Those, those three uh, things are
3: uh, yeah. Can I make a theory? Can, I have a theory. I have a crazy theory. I thought about this over the weekend. Who's to say – remember that, that, that balloon that went over the, uh, cont- uh, the continental United States about a couple months ago, my friend? Remember that, the Chinese balloon yeah. that we shot? We had to yeah. shoot it over. We had to wait till it went over the Atlantic Ocean so no one would get hurt. I'm, here's my crazy theory. The Chinese start all these fires up there. They say, that look at all the timber we have here that's been left over by these liberal people, Trudeau's country. Let's light them all on fire, wait for the north wind to come down, and then and, and cover up – northern new york so we can send a balloon over northern new york to see exactly where the missile defense system was going to be structured does that make sense or is it too early for that it's, man that's a great theory who, who knows there might have been a balloon floating over us and we never even knew it because we could not see it because we barely could see the the hand in front of our face sometimes that's how thick it was just a theory my friend
2: but I will tell you, if they if they do the sixty uh, missile underground missile silos like they're planning, you know, for the Star Wars system, right? That, that's a huge project. That's a lot of money coming into the area, a lot of construction, a lot of people, mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, all kinds of activities. So anyway, yeah. three big projects to uh,
3: to ponder. About,
2: and that's that's all I got, my friend. Oh,
3: I appreciate it, my friend. As always, thank you for that. Yeah, that's a good deal. Joe Bartlett texted me a couple weeks ago and he's all excited. He's ready, you know, they got another they 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 got uh, something the state or something or other. I said, Well, it's private sector. So, well you still need you still need government involvement. No one's gonna deliver the water and the sewer and the electric without you know the government spending money. And no, I don't wanna sound like former President Barack Obama. You didn't build that. You didn't build that at all. It was like we we built that. Well, this, you, know, you know how we talk. By the way, as, a, as an observation, if you see Kamala Harris, tell her I said hi. If you see Kamala Harris, watch her gyrations. Watch, watch how she works the room, particularly when she has um, teleprompters in front of, you know, the, the glass you know, teleprompters. She tries desperately to sound and act like former President Barack Obama. She does it all the time. Check it out when you get a chance, if if you so desire. All right, the latest: President Biden shows up in Philadelphia, and I know Jeff Graham talked about this today. Biden doesn't show up in Ohio when a bunch of redneck Republicans get you know doused with whatever chemical, probably you know got into their lungs from that uh, uh, freight uh, train accident a couple of months back. No, he doesn't show up to that. In fact, uh, Buttigieg took his sweet-ass time to get, you know, watch, you know, uh, uh, breastfeeding his, his babies. So he shows up, and he's all defensive, and blah, 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 this is really no big deal, and fish are dying all over the place. So now Philadelphia, uh, the, you know, perfect place to to kick off your campaign. Um, Biden is there, and who's with him but Senator John Fetterman. And you know what I'm talking about. John Fetterman, why they even allow him to get to the podium. Why they even allow him to be on camera, because... It's, a, it's painfully obvious where we are in the world and why this guy is there. He was the balancing act between 49 and 51. Even though it was resolved down in, in Georgia t- two years in a row now, actually, it's 2020-2022, they still ha- needed a guarantee win in Pennsylvania. So Soros and all the other monies come in and they they, they throw out all this out. This is your guy. This is He wins the primary and then he has, a, he has a stroke before his primary, and they keep it secret. Then he has another stroke. Then he becomes senator. And a month later, his wife moves up to Ottawa outside, you know, leaves him in, a, in an insane asylum or a mental institution. I shouldn't say insane asylum. But nonetheless, they leave him there for, what, 45 days? He just became U.S. senator. He doesn't show up for votes, this, that, and the other thing. He's got issues. And then they let him out. And And if you saw him at the podium this past weekend... It's been played again and again and again ad nauseum. Of course, on our uh, on this station, on on Hannity's show, Brian Kilmeade's show. I don't know what's worse: it, it, either the president of the United States saying "save the queen" and and reciting a, a line from a from a John Wayne movie that never existed, or Senator John Fetterman selling, trying to say the word "delegadation." And 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 saying yeah, we're next to a we're next to the site itself. You're indoors. What are you talking about? You're not outside. This is the guy during the one and only debate that he had against Doctor Oz. Instead of saying hello, he said good night. And yet three days later, or less than a week later, he's elected as the U.S. senator. It, the priorities amongst I mean, it's it's just amazing. Donald Trump can't tie his shoes right without someone complaining or, th- or throwing impeachment earrings at him. But this guy, and again, granted, he's not President of the United States, but U.S. Senator's pretty high. And remember, it was Jane Pauley. Jane Pauley, who's still working, by the way. She's 106. And she interviews him just a week or so after he gets out of the hospital. I'm talking about John Fetterman now. She interviews him, and she's got this glorious smile on her face, and she's this adoration of him and what he's done. Or He hasn't done anything. I mean, even if he didn't wasn't sick or in a hospital, he's still very much a, a, a freshman senator, but she's treating him like he's God's gift to politics. He, she asks him, John Fetterman, do you have aspirations for a higher office? And, and I get back to what I said earlier. If you told me that there's a guy that could barely put two sentences together, who looks like a cartoon character, and I'm sorry, I don't typically get down on people's looks and so forth, but the guy does look the form, he looks odd. And there's no there's no surprise that he had a stroke because something's very wrong with this guy. I don't know if it's more fans, disease or whatever. Something's up with him. Not to mention that big ball in the back of his neck. But here it is. If you told me that, yep, there's going to be a U.S. since for the state of Pennsylvania, he's going to be the balancing act between the, the, the control of the Senate, between the Republicans and the Democrats and they're going to they're going to stand behind this guy even after he has yet another episode where he has to go into a hospital he gets out and Jane Pauley is going to ask him if he has aspirations to be president of the United States. I would say you're crazy. But you can't say that anymore because right now everything is upside down. just unbelievably bad. So anyway, I'm talking too much. Nonetheless, let's do this. And by the way, getting back to the phone call that that's a lot of good stuff. About the the missile uh, defense system, they've been talking about that for forever. It's gonna happen, and I'm glad that a, a Congresswoman Lisa Stefanik is is backing it. But not new not new news by any means. Uh, and the other thing, I, I hope Joe Bartlett is right. He's very confident it's gonna happen. And what was the third thing? Oh, and the, and then the the uh, the solar company. Well, that's good too. It's great to see. One thing is for sure. And I was talking to someone today. He's actually the mayor of Harbor, uh, of His name is Alex Morger. Smart guy. Ivy League. I think he is, nonetheless. But uh, he's having some issues with his re-election bid uh, for, as mayor. We'll get to that later. But he was talking at length about Micron and how uh, how people from Taiwan or you know, as part of the deal, they, they, they had to, you know, be part of the intellectual, uh, I guess you could say, epicenter of, you know, what's going to happen down in Syracuse and that $5 billion Micron uh, facility. That's huge news for up here, too. I uh, granted it's seventy-five miles south of where I'm sitting right now, but that you know that's that's like building another Kodak back in the turn of the twentieth century with thousands upon thousands of people. And if you, people know the history of the Kodak investments up here on the water, particularly in the river, Clayton, Alex Bay, Shemo, Three Mile Bay, th- there's a huge legacy there. So when people have that little extra income, they have a tendency to you know to kind of spread their wings out and uh, and start buying things uh, within a hundred-mile area. So, it's definitely, definitely going to help us, not to mention uh, different companies associated with it as far away as 70, 80 miles will we'll be popping up too. So, it's good news. And I thank that caller for giving us the good news. We need more of that. What the heck was that? You're on the air. Hi, how are you doing, buddy? What's happening? You got a bad phone line. You there. Oh, is it better now? No, just w- walk w- walk away from an isolated, whatever padded cell you're in right now. Walk out of that. I can barely hear you. All right, yeah,
0: let me turn my radio down because I know that'll go bad, too. Okay. Okay, I'll be right with you. I got something.
3: All right, uh, is, uh, uh, we'll uh, wait for you. We'll wait for right, you, honey. Um,
0: well, all right, see what's going on here. Is,
3: uh, all, right, all right, I can't do it. I, I, I. Call me back. Call me back. I just, I can't deal with that. It makes me mental. I got to do a break. We'll do this. We'll be back with more of the Live of Five show after this.
1: Northern New York, summer's here. Beautiful weather, kids off of school, and when you're scrolling through
3: Facebook.
1: Your local people, while the construction's going on, are going to get money, like uh, your biz- food businesses and stuff like that. Right. But just like a perfect example, the ones that got killed up in Zinglar County here back this past
3: Right, right. That's a good. I I was going to use that example too. They
1: were all illegals. Right. And those businesses, they ain't going to be local people doing those jobs. It's going to be outsourced. So the only people that are going to make money from it are local, like concrete. Right. Uh, Your businesses that for roads and stuff like that. Right. Those are the only businesses, like Thompson's and
3: Hmm.
1: concrete companies. Those are the only local people that are going to make any money.
3: And the reason behind that is because they're not going to transport heavy material other than what they could purchase within this area. Is that right? Right. Particularly cement, which is do done locally. I
1: construction work. work. I traveled all up and down the East Coast. All the way from Florida to uh, Virginia, Maine, Vermont. I traveled all of them down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I sub- we subcontracted. The only people that did the local work were like uh, your electricians mm-hmm. and your plumbers.
3: And that's all to set jobs, it up, like yeah.
1: Pacific Somewhere stores and uh, Full Locker stores. They used to build them.
3: Oh, really? Interesting. Coast. Wow. Cool.
1: And it's all subcontracted out to big businesses. Hmm. Well, it's not going to create businesses here.
3: Uh, all right. So, and uh, as far as the solar panel place, I mean, wouldn't that bring in jobs? I mean, you, you need people to make solar panels, no?
1: I don't see them actually. Creating a lot of jobs. I don't even think they're going to do it here. Well, okay. Sorry, I, I just I just don't see them building it here.
3: Hey what what about the event center? Now that we're on a downward slide here from optimism, what what about the uh, what about the event center? You think that's going to happen? And is that beneficial? I
1: would I would love to see that happen, even though it's going to take away from the city, you know, with the marina and stuff. But they needed a big, huge event center here for a long time. Yeah, and I, I would love I, yeah. to see that done.
3: Yeah, it sounds ambitious. I mean, it's $84 million. Here it is. We went from, oh, my God, we're going to spend $12 million on our arena to make it better. And I'm glad they did. And that was a lot of money. And it still wasn't enough in my book. But now we're going to have something worth four or five times more than that. It's like, I don't know. That sounds too ambitious. But, hey, maybe I've lived up here too long to have that mediocrity complex.
1: Concerts and stuff like that. You would draw in a lot of people. you could get a lot of people. Yeah, as
3: as long as you bring the average per ticket cost down... I mean, I know. In, in you know, recently it was it was a struggle. You know, sixty dollars tickets to see a you know seventies rock band. I, I I don't mean to discredit TPAO at all, but the, you know, the scale, the economy is is you know is not what it was four years ago, right. and it's not what it was during COVID. But you couldn't have a concert, you know. But now but people are struggling to get bring that.
1: down the price of the ticket. It's got to do bring that. In yes. More people.
3: Right. Right. So
1: it, to bring in more people, the price of the ticket comes down.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. I told you. because so because
1: CAO is kind of stuck with that. Well, no, they're so stuck with it, that's it because that's where it kinda of helps them to have a big arena thing like that. Yeah. Where they can get a percentage of you know, them setting up concerts and stuff.
3: Right. And what, they can with,
1: do it year round.
3: Yeah, right. And and well, one of the one of the people running for council uh suggested that we get a, a temporary mat, uh some type of material to put over the existing ice arena so that we can use it when the uh when the wolves aren't playing up here and whatever, but
1: you, but you can still the capacity of what the ice arena is. Mm-hmm. You still can only hold up. To no, that I agree. Of people, yeah, but so I'm just tickets, saying. But your tickets are going to be high.
3: Sure, sure. I'm just saying more events throughout the year as opposed to just hockey between Labor Day and April first. Right. Which, or for that matter, and April that, 30th. that
1: was a good idea. But yeah. that's gonna. No, I you're agree. Still not going to get for right. like concerts. That's right. going to bring in a lot of money and a lot of revenue.
3: I agree. I appreciate the phone call, my friend. Thank you very much for that I, uh, I on, on a Monday. And that's going to wrap things up because we're in our final minute of uh, today's show already. I want to thank Jerry Manor from Seaway. Uh, now, remember, tomorrow is the big day. I do have Ben Showen coming in tomorrow for my show. Uh, so, uh, And Ben's going to have to leave here at least 10 minutes early so he can get over. We, we moved it. It was supposed to happen in a couple of minutes uh, at the uh, Hilton Garden Inn, but that was moved. We know, We all know why. So Ben's showing in tomorrow for my show. He'll leave early. He'll head over to uh, the carriage house. Uh, and that's in the bar area where Kathy, jo- uh, Michael, John, and so forth used to perform uh, in, or, or in, in Kathy. So that's going to be tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Until then, you have a good night. Uh, this was a great show. Thanks again to everyone for calling in and listening. AM 1240, Eton and Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. And have a great night, everyone
1: news on the hour presented by indeed.com I'm Christopher Cruz in the Washington Bureau the Coast Guard is now looking for a five-person submersible that was bringing